Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. And right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show weekdays from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM, Fight Nation, Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave Lagreca. WWE Hall of Famer Mark Henry and I talk everything Monday Night Raw from last night, especially Sasha Banks and Becky Lynch collision course. It's going to happen. When is it going to happen? Mark and I discuss. Plus... We have new Raw Tag Team Champions, Braun Strowman and Seth Rollins. I'm not a big fan. I'll tell you why on this edition of the Busted Open Podcast. Plus, the big news coming out of the WWE, NXT, moving to the USA Cable Network live for two hours at 8 p.m. Oh, yeah, going head-to-head with AEW. We break it down on the latest edition of the Busted Open Podcast. NXT, which I have always said has been my favorite show, is now two hours live on Wednesdays. And when we talk about the landscape, Mark, I mean, I would think this has to change the landscape for all those wrestlers that are part of that show because now they're going from streaming on the WWE Network for an hour to now being live for two hours on the USA Network. I would think... That has to change your paycheck at the end of the week. I, I would think so. I mean, now that you are a legitimate brand, you got commercial space, you have to work your way up to making that show what it what all the other two shows are. Yeah. Pay scale is gonna move up. All right. The, this is the big question. It probably is on every fan's mind. And we're gonna get to the nation and obviously we're gonna get into Raw from last night. But, Mark, now that this is going to be live on USA, we spoke about this to Chris Jericho on our show yesterday, and I asked him if he thought NXT was going to change. And he said, absolutely. And Bully was like, is Vince McMahon, do you think Vince McMahon will get more involved in NXT? And he said, absolutely. So let me ask you, Mark, if you're the WWE, knowing the success of NXT, hey, they're on the WWE Network, and yet they fill out 15,000-seat arenas for takeovers, do you change NXT at all if you're the WWE? I I try my best to keep it like it is. I mean, like, the product that you have is what made it a success. Why would you change it now? I mean, I would add a couple of guys from each show, from Raw and SmackDown, Mm -hmm. that people know already and have an identity, uh, a relationship, with their current identities and just plug them in. And and it would probably be people that were already at NXT before people that have been champions at NXT before that come back and have challenge matches and, you know, like, man, just make it, make it what it, what it was that, uh, made that show a success in the first place. Mark, I, I love what you just said, man. What you just said was completely on point. Well, thank you, Dave. Names that people are going to recognize, people who are a part of NXT and maybe former champions. Like, man, I would love to see Bobby Roode back on NXT. Wow. that, that would Man, that would be life-changing, especially being that Bobby Roode is somebody that um, – and, and and there's guys that Bobby Roode could elevate too that yes. are, they're on the show that people haven't seen yet. People haven't seen Keith Lee. Can you imagine Bobby Roode, Keith Lee? Yeah. Holy cow. 
That that's man, that's that's a main event. All right, let me ask you this, Mark, and not to be not to bring anything negative into it, but I want to get your opinion on this because this Here is something we that we talk. No, does it dilute the product at all? Like now, you're asking WWE fans, "Hey, this is live. You know this, Mark. When the show is live, you have to watch it in the time that it's on, for the most part. Three hours live on Monday, WWE live for two hours on Wednesday." WWE Live for two hours on Friday. Is that too much live programming? That's that's seven hours of live wrestling each and every week. But it's not the same people. It's not the same style of show. It's, it's one day on Monday, oh, we're going to have steak and potatoes. Then on Tuesday, Taco Tuesday, as LeBron would say, Taco Tuesday. And then on Wednesday, you get Ziti, lasagna, ooh, spaghetti and meatballs with French bread. I, did I did I bring it back to food? Yeah, again? I think you did. I didn't Gosh, take it didn't take you long to bring it sorry, back to Dave. food. Sorry, but but the variety and, and mm-hmm. you don't get the same thing over and over. And and just think about how many people that we don't know. And I, I mean, we know because we watch so much wrestling. But there's a lot of the fan base that. They don't watch NXT. They don't go to the streaming and and watch. They only watch TakeOver. They only watch the pay-per-views. And that's also a niche market. So now it's going to become a mainstream market. And people are going to know all of the characters that are down there at NXT. Or TakeOver, as I call it. We'll see coming up a lot of these people will who's going to be the one that's going to take over and make people go wow that's the randy orton of that show that's the kofi kingston of that show there's there's roles that are played and 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 we we get to see that unfold on tv on september 18th you know what mark you're right there's a lot of faces that are part of this nxt roster that fans don't know the nxt viewer it's just a fraction of those who tune into SmackDown and Raw every week. So they're going to be able to see that development. They're going to be able to see these performers for the first time in front of a national audience. Let me ask you this. Is this going to hurt AEW? Now, AEW is a revolution. AEW is new. AEW is completely different. Does this take away from AEW? Were there Are there people that would have tuned into AEW, but now that NXT is going to be live on Wednesdays, might not tune into AEW? Or is this like, hey, six of one, half a dozen of the other? They may not watch live, but they'll DVR it. They'll watch it immediately after NXT or watch it the next day. I mean, this isn't 1998 for crying out loud. There's different ways to watch these products. Does this hurt AEW at all? Uh, I think that if, if if this was if they were airing the same time, I would say no. That people are going to watch and make a decision on who is who they're going to watch. But the WWE is going NXT is going to start on September 18th, a few weeks, a couple of weeks before they start on 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 TNT. So now people are going to tune into that time spot. And get wrestling, and they're gonna have two weeks of pre uh, idea of who is gonna be the major players on the show, and they're gonna build up a relationship and identity, and that's who they're gonna tune into, and then they'll record the other show. But I think that once AEW airs, then you have the competition of uh, who's gonna watch, and and I think that AEW. Uh, being that it has this audience, it, it's already got a following. Mm-hmm. Uh, the buzz is going to start to pull away from NXT, and then we'll then we'll have a competition, and we'll see uh, who can you know manage that spot. And this truly is a competition, Mark, right? Because it's it's head to head. That's that's competition. Like as a company to a company, um, they're not competing. Because then they would have to have a Monday night show and a Tuesday night show. Mm-hmm. And they would, you know, battle city to city with, you know, having a show at the same time. 
And, you know, that's that's not what AEW is going to do. Let's go out to the busted open nation. Let's go out to Aaron in Ohio. Aaron, what do you want to say about the move of NXT to USA? Hey, guys, thanks for taking my call. Uh, but before again, can I address Mr. Henry real fast? Well, yeah. Uh, Mr. Mark Henry, I just want to say, uh, behind my family, you have been one of the biggest inspirations in my life and my career. Uh, the reason I say this, and I hope you don't take any offense, that I've watched your career, and I noticed that every single time that you reached uh, the pinnacle of a push or storyline, um, it seemed like you suffered some kind of injury and you know had to start back from the bottom. But you always pushed your way back up to the top and got back to that uh, position. Uh, that's the same with my career. Um, I joined the Air Force in 1998. My whole goal was to make Chief Master Sergeant. Uh, for ah, shoot, we lost Aaron. Sorry, if Aaron Gosh, gets a chance sucks. to call back, uh, yeah, call back, Aaron. He, he, yeah, yeah, he had problems with his cell phone. Give us a call back if you can, Aaron. Let's go out to Tommy in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Tommy, what did you want to say about the move of NXT to USA? Dave, Mark, I love you guys. I discovered the show literally a month ago, and it's the best. I grew up in the Mid-Atlantic region, and remember when Greg the Hammer Valentine and Ric Flair were the Mid-Atlantic Tag Team Champs. So this has been the best show ever. Thanks, man. Um, so my question is this. NXT, not many people, I don't think um, the mainstream wrestling fans know about Shayna Baszler. Um, but she is, in my opinion, has done very well in NXT, and you can see her develop, growth and development from MMA all the way up to right now where she's the NXT Women's Champion right now. Um, what What's your opinion about her growth and development, and what's it going to do for her moving up to – what do you see her future with her moving up into the USA Network? Uh, do you see her – Moving up to the main roster in the WWE, um, do you see uh, anything with the four horsewomen um, coming up uh, with Shannon Baszler, Jasmine Duke, and maybe Ronda Rousey coming back? What do you guys think? Well, Tommy, thanks for the phone call, and thank you so much for the compliment. Again, we got to stop using moving up to the main roster. NXT is going to be live every Wednesday on the USA Network. They're, they're part of the main roster now. This isn't a developmental. I mean, in my eyes, unless, unless there's something I'm not seeing, if you're live on, on USA Cable Network uh, every Wednesday for two hours, you, you're not getting moved anywhere. But I do, I do agree with what the caller had to say about Shayna Baszler. I'm excited, Mark. That she's an, already one of the top ten women's wrestlers in the WWE. I agree. Maybe even you know she's creeping up that list. She's definitely top ten for sure. I'm excited that a national audience is going to be able to see Shayna Baszler. Yeah, and, and it's going to be eye opening because she's a transcendent player. She's one that can not only do the exciting, unbelievable matches, but she's also also can do the ground and pound submission. She can bring the knuckles to the table. She can she can strike. She can kick. Like there's no weakness in her game, and for her to now be in a, on a major platform, um, we're gonna see the cream rise to the top. We, we very likely will be having the conversation soon of why is Shayna Baszler not vying for the women's title. Like what you're hearing? Catch Busted Open live weekdays from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156 or on demand with the Sirius XM app. Got to give a little credit where credit is due, Mark. Really good job by Vic Joseph filling in for... Jerry Lawler, who was filling in for Corey Graves last night on Raw. I think he did a great job, Dave. I think that there was it was seamless. He looked like he belonged there. Yep. It, it, it there was no hesitation. There was no like um, awkwardness in his delivery. I think he did a great job. I mean, I just, I'm just glad Vic Joseph was available after what Bray Wyatt or The Fiend did to Jerry Lawler. Imagine if Vic Joseph wasn't there. We'd have to have a two-man booth last night on Raw. Wow. Never thought of that, Dave. Well, it'd be a one-man, one-woman booth, actually. Boom. That's right. Thank you. Thank you. 
corrected. And you want to know something? I'll go as far as to say, and this is, has nothing to do with Corey Graves' remarks about New Jersey all those weeks leading up to WrestleMania and his attitude towards me and him just com- completely throwing all his geography lessons out the window that he learned in school. But I thought Renee Young was much better with Vic Joseph and and Cole than Didn't with it Corey seem like Graves. She had a better relationship. Yep. I think that Corey is like uh, possibly holding Renee back. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that if I'm the WWE, I rewatch last night's show and I rethink whether we have Corey Graves in that booth or not on Raw. We may have to, you know, move Corey Graves around. If I'm the if I'm the powers that be. After hearing and seeing the chemistry between Vic Joseph and Renee Young, I'm making a move. It's those praying hands. Like yeah. He, the way he holds his hands. That's, that, that's what's making the, Renee nervous. Yes, I think that, you know, it's jealousy. I think he's jealous of Renee Young and how much she's improved. And he's kind of been stale and stayed the same. And I also feel it's the praying hands. He's so worried about his, I don't know, his presence on camera that it distracts for what he's able to do on the mic. Vic Joseph, you don't have those problems. I make the move. I have Vic Joseph, Michael Cole, and Renee Young. Boom. Renee we made Young, the move. It, we Renee, made the move Renee Young stepped up her game. Great chemistry. You have to think about the future of Monday Night Raw. There's more than just, you know, Monday Night Raw. Now you got SmackDown. They got NXT coming to USA. I don't know. Maybe Corey Graves. Hey, I'm not saying that, I'm not saying you fire Corey Graves. I'm sure he could be a host on one of your WWE Network shows. I'm just saying that Vic Joseph should now be in the booth with Renee Young and Michael Cole. I, I think so as well. I think one of the biggest things, Dave, about uh, Wednesday happening is now we get more Morrow. Oh, gosh. Oh, my goodness. I'm so excited. <laughs> I love Morrow. And, of course, we kid about Corey oh Graves. Oh, my God! Mamma Mia! Mamma Mia! Mamma Mia! Mamma Mia! Mamma Mia! Mamma Mia! And, of course, we kid about Corey Graves. Corey Graves oh, is great, though. I don't know if I'm if I'm him. I'm a little, you know. I'm just saying, you take the day off. You never know what can happen. Somebody take your spot. That's right. Hey, you think, you think I wasn't listening to the show with you and Bully on Friday saying shit? Maybe I shouldn't have taken the day off. You guys were awesome. You guys were fantastic together. Why? Why? Thank you, Dave. Yeah, I do my best. And Corey Graves is great. He just doesn't understand that. Uh, the MetLife Stadium is in New Jersey and not New York. Not the shadows. That's of right. New York. And Bully says the same thing. They're both. They're all Jersey haters. But anyway, the more important thing out of that clip that Gabby played is the fact that we do have new tag team champions. Interesting. I'm not a big fan of it. I loved the show last night. I didn't love the end because I really like having those tag team titles around the waist of the OC. I think it has a different feel with Strowman and and Seth Rollins. I hate when they throw guys together and then they challenge a team that are not only champions but have been together for a while and then they lose those championship titles. But I think there are bigger plans for Strowman and Seth Rollins down the road. Dave, you're contradicting yourself. Why? Like, yeah, because you like Jericho. I did. And we talked about that. It's exactly the same thing. Like, they they put them together. They won the championship. And everybody loved it. I love the fact that they, they, they won the titles. Not because them, ha- <clears throat> excuse me, them having the tag titles. But the implications of creating a storyline between Seth and Braun. Mm-hmm. You saw how Braun just keeps looking at that title like, that's what I want. And Seth is like, hey, man, pump your brakes. Like, it's not your time. And, you know, with that being said, like, let the story develop. Let, let's let's see what is going to happen 
uh, between these two guys. And that's going to make everybody want to see them more. But don't you think you could have done that without them winning the titles? Like, you could have kept the titles on the OC and really build up the OC, which I think they've done a really good job of the last few weeks. And you could have had, hey, some tension built between Seth and Braun Strowman because they lose the match last night on Raw. Like, that's the, see, I look at tag team, I look at tag teams a little bit different that. You know, tag teams have a chemistry. You look at those amazing tag teams from the past, whether it's the Dudleys, whether it's the Road Wars, the Rock and Roll Express, the Midnight Express. It's They worked so well as a tag team because they had chemistry together. You don't really have that with Seth and Braun. You could have used that to your advantage to further that story. That's just my opinion. Obviously, I may be alone in that opinion because that arena last night, which was a really good crowd, they popped heavy for Seth and Braun winning those tag team champions. And now you have Seth Rollins as a tag team champion and your universal champion. Yeah, I think that you're in an audience by yourself, Dave, because wow. that pop was pretty damn special. And you have two guys that are the elite wrestlers in the WWE, and they get beat by one of the tag teams even if they're the champion and the best tag team, they're the best tag team because they have AJ Styles foiling everybody. They're not the best tag team because uh, their in-ring work together is so polished. If if you're going to do that, then you do that um, with Dash Wilder. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they're the, they're the polished work-together tag team. Like, so... Um, I just, you know, you know, we have a different opinion. And, and, and that's fine, but let's look at what we have now. Seth Rollins as, you know, your universal champion and your tag team champion for Raw with Braun Strowman. And Seth actually acknowledged it before their match last night. He said, I know, I saw you, Braun. I saw the way you eyed that universal championship. I'm going to give you a championship opportunity i'm you're gonna be my next challenger but let's first focus on our tag match so seth said it so i'm guessing we're gonna get a match between braun and seth coming up soon but yet they're tag team champions together he didn't say when he said that it was gonna happen he didn't say when i mean i don't think it's gonna be soon i think that we're gonna go all the way through um september Without them touching, I mean, you, you can't, you just can't do it. It's, it's too much other things on the table right now. Well, you say that if I'm Braun Strowman, what do I rather have? Be a tag team champion with Seth Rollins or hold that Universal Championship? If I'm Braun Strowman, I'm probably looking at the tag team champion as being an obstacle. His ultimate goal is to be Universal Champion. I'm sure he wants that title more than anything else. Dave, I want cookies and milk right now, but that don't mean I'm going to get it. Like, you you can want in one hand and pee in the other and see which one fills up first. Like, you got to, like, take your time. We always talk about rushing. Mm-hmm. Everybody's rushing. Everybody's in a hurry for it to happen right now. Here we are again, and you're the catalyst. Come on, Dave. You, you, can't, you can't regress like that, not just in a matter of a few days. Yeah, I can. No, <laughs> you can't. You're Dave LaGreca. I I think it's Braun's time. I would not – listen, I would love to see that Universal Championship around Braun's waist. Do you Who's think – let me ask you this. Do you think Braun's ready to be a champion? Yes, I do. And who's been a bigger advocate for Braun Strowman than me? Yep. But here we are, and I'm not with it. Not right now. Not as it relates to what Seth has done, where he is in the, in his development, and what they're doing with him. It needs a little time to breathe and create a a, a story that's going to be worthy of them two clashing. Mark, we talked about this the Monday right after SummerSlam, and I ate a little bit of crow because I wasn't the biggest Seth fan. I really thought Brock was going to win that title. And you know what? I wanted Brock to win that title. But then looking at what happened at SummerSlam, the story that they told, 
And a lot of that had to do with Brock, but you got to give a lot of credit to Seth Rollins as well. If you put Seth Rollins in the ring with Braun Strowman, who do you think the the fans are going to gravitate towards? Are they going to gravitate towards Seth, or are they going to gravitate towards Braun Strowman? I think it depends on who's going to be the babyface as it relates to how it's done. If you put them together in a hump, in a heap, Mm -hmm. right now, then I think that people are going to side with Seth, and they're going to look at Braun as being the bully because he's kind of taking it rather than waiting his turn. Now, if you want to make Braun the babyface, him and Seth are going to have to go through some things, and Seth is going to have to get jealous at the fact that Braun is the winning, is winning the matches. Yep. Braun, tag me. I'm 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 here. I can help. No, I got it. Like, you got to create it. The story's got to be told. And I don't think that that's what would happen if you put Braun in the in a title match with Seth right now. We won't get any. People will be like, eh, it's another match. If no they. Bi- no build. Okay. All right. But this is building towards something that obviously, even because they're tag team champions, and you know the ultimate goal is Braun and Seth. What would you rather see, Braun as a face and Seth as a heel, or Seth as a face and Braun as a heel? I would rather see heel Seth and babyface Braun because he would sell tickets, get these hands. The crowd already has an affection for him. And then maybe down the road we get uh, the return of Brock, and now we finally get Brock and Braun. Oh, man. What a perfect world it would be. And you know what? You throw an interesting ingredient in because we don't know what the future is for Brock Lesnar. Is Brock moving over to SmackDown? Is Brock you know, going to come back to Monday Night Raw? They've already said he's not getting a rematch with Seth. So this is going to be very, very interesting when it comes to that universal title. And also, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not happy about Braun and Seth winning those tag team championships last night. I just don't like when main eventers get thrown together, face a tag team, and then win those tag team titles. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. A lot of people think you need a car to enjoy SiriusXM, but you don't. You can listen outside the car. Right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Just go to SiriusXM.com slash to see offer details and to subscribe. You can listen on your phone, at home, and online. That's SiriusXM.com slash busted. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. Thanks to the WWE for breaking the news as soon as, soon as the show started this morning. Good job by them. NXT is officially moving to Wednesdays live on the USA Cable Network starting September 18th, Mark. Man, this is going to be one hell of a fall for the pro wrestling fan. We always used to say, Doug and I used to say, the fall, the fall. Well, you could say goodbye to the fall, the fall, because the fall is where it's going to be if you're a pro wrestling fan, Mark. Well, I I, I don't think that this is going to be the, the month that really takes the cake, Dave. I think that once September takes effect November is going to be when the competition starts because then we'll have an idea of what both shows look like and people are going to start like going okay where are we going to be in on the card who's going to open the show right at the crossover point I want to be at crossover I want to be at the halfway point in the show mm-hmm. because that's where you keep people's attention and you want them to keep watching the program because people start to kind of get tired in the middle of the show. So and at the end of the first hour, that's where I want to be, right before we cross over into that second hour. All right, let me, can I put you on the spot a little bit here, Mark? Yeah. What show are you going to watch live, NXT or AEW? I'm going to watch... AEW because I know that I'll be able to get the replay for uh, NXT twice. Okay. Not only will I be able to DVR it if I want to, but it's it, they'll probably replay it 
on the network. They are Thursday nights. On Thursday night. So there you go. I am definitely going to be watching AEW live on Wednesdays. First of all, I don't have a choice because my daughter already is an AEW fan. So she's definitely going to watch it. There's that bond between my daughter and I when it comes to wrestling. I'll be watching AEW and then immediately after watching AEW live, I'll watch NXT. Alex? I think to st- oh god, it's so difficult. it's tough. You know why? Because I don't want to do the split screen thing because you're not, then you're not really watching either. Let's be honest. You can't pay it. You, you lose the flow. It's you, like that's why I hate. Yeah. I hate like like that NFL Sunday ticket. Oh, they have the, the red zone. It's the worst. I can't watch the red zone because I don't get the flow of the game. And that's why it was difficult when I would when I was the producer for the Sunday Drive here on SiriusXM NFL Radio. That like you're watching literally eight to nine games at once. Now you might see big plays, but you don't really get the flow of what's happening in either game. Agreed. I think yeah, because you go back and forth. Because yep. you go back and forth. I think to start because of the curiosity factor. I think I'll probably watch AEW live and and DVR uh, NXT and and catch that the next morning or so, something along those lines. Well, we're gonna get a couple of weeks of watching. NXT, just NXT, yeah. Just NXT. True. And can I say this, and this is not a knock on anything, it would be an easier decision for me if AEW was going up against Raw or SmackDown. Because I'll tell you what, if AEW was going up against Raw or SmackDown, to me it would be a no-brainer. It would be AEW. It's tougher for me with NXT because NXT is my favorite WWE show of the week. So it's a little bit tougher for me to pick AEW. I still pick AEW, but I I would find it easier to pick AEW if they're going over going up against Raw or SmackDown. That's just me. Mm. Can I get your guys' opinion on something really quick before you go back to the phones? Sure. I was thinking back to what Jericho said on the show yesterday, and he said that he felt this quote unquote, if you want to call it that, war really began when he joined AEW, and that he said because of that, this war was inevitable. He talked to the to the AEW guys about it. They said, "Hey, we don't want a war. We just want to do our own thing." And he said, "You're not going to have a choice. Vince is going to make this a war." Do you agree with that statement? Do you think that this was inevitable? This was this had to happen. Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt, because Vince looks at wrestling as being his. And if you try to take something that belongs to him, he's going to cut your hand off. I I I agree. I reach in my plate, reach in my plate while I'm eating and see what happens to your hand. I'm going to stab you in the top of your hand with a fork or a knife. That's Vince. Wrestling is his plate. And you are reaching into his plate, and that's just my take on it. I, I'm, I don't know. No, I, Mark, I, I think that's the what Jericho was might. saying. I think that was what Jer- Jericho was saying. And you know what? I think Vince loves the fact that someone's trying to reach into his plate. I know he does. I don't know anybody that likes to fight and be and, and be a tough guy more than him. And sometimes you could do it with your fists. Or you could do it with a pencil. And Vince could do it with both. And don't think because he's a man over 70 that if you challenge him, he won't punch you in the face. You might kick his ass, but he's going to get the first lick in. I promise you he's going to get the first lick in. I know him. And Alex, I think Jericho's right in that the first – big chess move was him going to AEW because that's a first ballot Hall of Famer in Chris Jericho of course this isn't I, I this don't isn't... know if we'll talk we'll be talking about this if if it wasn't for Chris and Chris is not just saying that because he's trying to be the heel but he's also reminding the company who brought you to the dance you're you're paying me but I'm earning my money I'm earning my money Look, look, look where we are. I told you it was going to be a fight. I told you it was going to be a battle. I told you it was going to be a war. And here we are fighting. And Chris knows what it's going to take to win because he's been on the opposite side of the coin. Yep. On both sides. And nobody's taking the chance like Chris Jericho is. Like, like John Moxley, he was 
completely disenfranchised with what was going on with the WWE. Creatively, he was tapped out. Didn't want to be there anymore. This kind of this is a move he had to make. Chris Jericho didn't have to make this move, Mark. I mean, he, you know, Chris Jericho is probably coming off one of his best runs ever in the WWE. One of the best stories going in the WWE for quite some time with his story with Kevin Owens. I mean, he had a great run with, with New Japan. He could have easily gone back to the WWE and been in the same place that he was before he left. He didn't have to make this move. No. This is this 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 is him taking a chance. But I'll tell you what, it was the best one because he's a main eventer. Chris Jericho is a first ballot WWE Hall of Famer. First of all, and, and, and again, as he always said, great relationship with Vince McMahon. Amazing relationship with Vince McMahon. I'm sure this is kind of taking a little bit of a burden in his, in his relationship with Vince McMahon. He took a chance. So you're going to tell me a man like Chris Jericho is, is taking a chance like he did going to AEW that he doesn't want to win this fight? Man, I wouldn't bet against Chris Jericho. If I'm a betting man, I'm putting my money on Chris Jericho and AEW because of Chris Jericho, Mark. Now, the people on the other side, Dave, uh, when we put that audio of Chris out yesterday, a lot of people who you could call them whatever you want. You could maybe call them WWE, you know, marks or whatever you want to say. But people who are not exactly enthralled with the existence of AEW were commenting on that audio of Chris saying, well, you know, AEW, they're actually the ones that started this. Cody was the one who took the sledgehammer to the throne. No. The Bucks are the ones that no. always make the comments Before during that. being yep. the elite, you know, always poking fun at the WWE but Chris said it himself he said we're you know this is a war whether we like it or not let's have some fun with it do you think that those comments are right Dave do you and Mark do you think that AEW actually is the one that initiated all of this I think AEW is the one that and Cody was the brainchild of where do you go and what do you create and what do you want to do because the opportunity for another wrestling show was there but at some point they say, "Wow, so who would who would be the guy that would bring the polarizing fire to this company? Like, who can we bring over? Uh, Randy Orton was a was at, was up there as a conversation at one point. Um, there was, you know, they were like, "Wow, could you get like a Stone Cold Steve Austin? Could you get a this guy, or that guy?" And they got. Chris Jericho, which at the top of the list of people that understand what that is and is a historically great wrestler, the first universal champion, a guy that's that's battled in the Monday Night War for, for WCW and for WWE. Like what you're hearing? Catch Busted Open live weekdays from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation Channel 156 or on demand with the SiriusXM app. I'm not happy. You know I'm not. You know when you heard that, the first thing you thought, oh, shit, Mark is going to be pissed. Like, come on, Natty. Is there anything sacred? Anything. Just just one thing. Come on, please. Please tell me. I'm not calling. I'm not launching a personal attack. I'm just saying I wouldn't want to do that. I wouldn't want to do it. If somebody suggested it to me, they better be in another damn zip code. They I'm don't say it to my face. Don't ask me. No. No. It's ridiculous. It got me. It hooked me. Because it's disrespectful. It is disrespectful. Don't make me throw this water bottle at you, Dave, in this camera. I'll throw it right at this camera. Like, that's... No! Come on, man. Golly. I'm no longer a talk show host. I am a guy that just honors honors our fallen, honors the dead, respects people that have paved the way for me and I will never trivialize I had to sit back 
I'm gonna lean back to the mic, Alex. I'm sorry. Uh, I just I just feel like you know there's a certain way you honor mm-hmm. the people that come before you paved the way, and I just I don't know. I don't think this is helpful to the angle. All right, this is going to sound something that's crazy and kill me if you want. I'm not going to kill you. I'll just cuss you out. Is this because this is pro wrestling? <laughs> it is pro wrestling, and I'm sure that line never would have reached TV if Natalia didn't give the okay. Yeah. And do you think somewhere, you know, Jim the Anvil Nightheart's actually smiling? Jim probably is all for it. He probably he's yes. probably all for it because knowing the guy. I'm just saying me. I wouldn't want to do it. So I'm just saying, like, I bet you, like, Natalia is probably saying, you know, this this is kind of like a tip to the cap to my father because he's involved in this storyline with yeah, me. Yeah, he's still working. Yeah. He's still getting it in. So I, I kind of look at it like that. And you know what? It was, when I heard that line, I said, oh, shit. And there's not a lot that comes from pro wrestling that gets that kind of reaction from me. After watching this great sport that I love for 40 years. But it grabbed me last night. And you want to know something, man? And what bothers me more, Mark, than that line from Sasha were the fans in attendance at that Raw last night. And I'll tell you why. As Natalia's talking about her father, they're wedding her. I find that more disrespectful than the line that Sasha gave. I mean, Natalia, to me, is somebody that's worked her ass off. Natalia is somebody that, to me, I get invested in. She's the foundation of the women's division in the WWE. She's talking about a Hall of Fame of her father that passed, and the fans are wedding her. I find that more disrespectful than anything else. Why? Why all of a sudden the hatred towards Natalia? Can you, can you give me a clue here, Mark? I don't think that is hatred toward Natalia. I think that is is commonplace in pro wrestling uh, to do the what chant, and, and I think she just you know was a product of pro wrestling. Like that's what they do. To go back, all right. To go back to that line from Sasha, is there a line you don't cross, Mark? I think there's a line you don't cross. That's why I'm I'm not happy with it. Or you know, like saying that I, I would I would do it. I just wouldn't do it. Do you think that it got some heat on Sasha, or do you think that you know what? Did you really hear the didn't... crowd? Oh, oh man, the crowd just ooh wow moaned like very deeply. Come on, man. That was, yeah. It got the attention. It got the attention of the fan base. Was it a positive attention, a negative attention? I can't I can't say that from everybody else. I can only say it from what I think. And I, it was negative to me. Okay. Now, where does this leave Natalia? Is this is this now? Are we going to see a Sasha Natalia program before we get Sasha and Becky? Because if not, then what are they using Natalia for? You just Natalia just had a match with Becky at SummerSlam where she lost, and now she just got her ass kicked by Sasha Banks twice. So if this if is Natalia just a chess piece in this whole thing? Like, is there going to be a program, or are they just using Natalia for more heat on Sasha before she steps in the ring with Becky? I think that right now she's being used as heat. And apparently, by the sling on her arm, she's injured. So I don't know if she's ready for a competition. But that being said, she will be. And... When that time comes, I think that uh, Sasha and Natty is a is something that I want to watch. That's 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 a good matchup. I mean, without you, without the drama, you 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 gotta you gotta you can you gotta go back to that. You can't use that line 
and not go back to a program with those two. Because then you're just using Natalia just to get heat on Sasha. And I think there's more to Natalia than just that. But I don't know if the fans want to see Natalia right now. Didn't sound that way in the arena. It didn't sound that way last week either. It's 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 an interesting conversation. And you know what? It's twofold. Because it's not just about Sasha. I thought Becky had one of her better nights last night. On the microphone, I thought that promo from her on Raw last night was straight fire. And, th- and speaking of that promo, courtesy of WWE.com, let's listen in to Becky Lynch from last night on Raw. Last week, Sasha Banks beat me stupid with a chair. And all everybody wants to know is why. Why do I keep calling people out? Because I want the best. I want to fight everyone at their most interesting. I want to fight everyone at their peak. And that is what Sasha Banks is at the moment. And she can thank the man for that. Four months ago, Sasha Banks ran away crying from WWE, her career cold as ice. Now cut to last week, and she's hotter than ever. What did Sasha Banks do suddenly? on her four-month vacation that made her so hot. She did absolutely nothing, but I did. And it only took me a couple of press interviews to do what Sasha Banks couldn't. Make her the top dog in 2019, because Sasha Banks is the greatest woman on the roster to never be great. Now you can swing your chair and you can wear your dollar store glasses all you like, but the fact is I put more work into getting you into WWE than you did. So why is that, Sasha? Because the greats don't need to be goaded into greatness. They seek it out, they crave it. I told you last week this is a cat and mouse game. And when I do get you, I'm going to give you something to go run home and cry about. Awesome job by Becky Lynch last night, Mark. Dave, that's the kind of promo you get when you believe what the hell you're saying. That was a hundred percent. I'm I'm believe what I'm saying because it's true. I brought you to the dance, and then you'll have no choice but to dance with me. And I'm looking forward to that. You talk about Natty? No. No, no, no. Her and Sasha, I'm telling you what, you better put that match on. You better put it on last. <laughs> better put it on last. Because the person that follows that match going to hear crickets. <laughs> they going to take all the juice out the crowd. That is a that's a pay per view main event match to happen. They they will not have that match on Raw or SmackDown. No, that's that. You're right. That's not only a pay per view match, which it should be. That's also a main event on the pay per view because I don't see any other feud, any other matchup that's going to have the same kind of emotional investment like Sasha Banks and Becky Lynch. Mark. Yeah, that's going to be fire. It's going to be stuck. It's going to be one of those matches that we're going to look at down the road and go, wow, I didn't see that coming. And uh, I guarantee you that the the Charlottes of the world are going to be like, damn it, why couldn't that be my spot? I wanted that one. Because this this is so much that's involved in this. Uh, From a fan standpoint, uh, we always complain about, Big time pro athletes like, you know, I mentioned last week about Ezekiel Elliott Mm -hmm. down in Cabo. You know, he's in contract disputes. He's in having a dispute with Jerry Jones. Well, this is basically what what happened with Sasha. It wasn't it may not have been contractual, but Sasha thought one thing, but the company did another. She didn't agree. And she left. And she wanted to be released. No, we're not releasing you. Come back to work. We're going to make stuff work. Let's do business. And she's back. And they're doing business. But she took a ball and went home. Yep. And Becky is going to perpetuate that. And Charlotte, I mean Charlotte, Sasha is going to 
say, you know what? I did, and I can, and I'll do it again because I'm that damn good. I can leave whenever I want to. I can go as I please. Nobody owns me, and that's the heel. So you you have it tailor-made, and both of them can work their asses off. Yep. And we care about what happens with the man. We care about Sasha. But more than anything, we know that both of them can carry the load. And what we're going to get, all we can do is just sit back, pop your popcorn, get your M&Ms and Skittles, sitting by the whatever nice little drink you like, I'm not a daddy soda guy, but I'm gonna have me some. I'm gonna have me some of my little frosty drink that I like so much. I'm gonna be ready for that match. Well, oh my gosh, I'm excited. Well, Mark, I mean, Becky needs Sasha right now. Becky needs yeah. Sasha. You know, like coming off of Lacey Evans and Natalia, I think I think Becky really needs Sasha. And we talk about top five all the time, and everybody knows. And I've said it. But here Becky repeated. said it the other way around. Yeah. She said, Sasha, you need me. I, I, I think it's the other way around. I think Becky needs Sasha right now. I think that she wants it more than she does. That's what she said. So we get the best of both worlds. They both think that they're giving life to each other. <laughs> and they are. They really are. And they're giving life back to this women's division where it's I thought it was a bit on pause coming out of WrestleMania 35. This reignites everything. Hell, I'll say I I always say that Charlotte's my number 1. If you yeah. look at this women's division, I probably have to put Sasha at number 2. Uh I I will put Becky number 2 right now because She's the man, and there's not a more transcendent female wrestler in the world right now. Charlotte is just, you know, the goat. And, you know, that's you're battling ghosts. I don't think that there's not a, a woman wrestler that ever lived that was, you know, Charlotte's equal. So it's hard for me to uh, put anybody in that category. But, um, man, like Becky is... You talk about as work rate and emotional uh, believe like you can believe Sasha. Sa- Sasha just an emotional wreck in the ring, and it comes through in her wrestling. If she's the heel, brother, she's all about that life. I'm going to give it to you. And when she's the babyface. She's compassionate, and you can feel that compassion, and you feel sorry for her. But the having the ability to do both and to go back and forth, that's talent. That's nothing but raw, unadulterated talent. And you know, golly, what a what a blessing to have those three women at the top of your division. I to- I completely agree, and I cannot wait for Becky and Sasha to have that showdown because that's a main event on a pay-per-view. Thanks for listening. Catch us weekdays on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM, Fight Nation, Channel 156, the Busted Open Podcast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also, 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.